Um, Happy New Year and welcome uh, back to the Vine Church. It's great to see some older faces, some newer faces. And for those of you that don't know me, my name's Alan, uh, as Aaron was saying, and I'm going to just share a bit of... uh, God's word to you today that I hope is uh, sufficient for the occasion, the first message of the year. My gosh, how exciting. And I hope it's something that gives you um, a a word that you can feed on and chew on for the rest of the year even. God has given me a a revelation and an excitement about this message. Um, And I'll I'll tell you why. Two, Two things, I don't know if you're been seeing the news lately, but you can't avoid it. Uh, the, the monarchy and the, and the king, <laughs> we've got a king in the UK, in Great Britain and Ireland for the first time. He's being, uh, his coronation is in May, uh, and kings are, 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 it's being talked about everywhere, isn't it? Oh my gosh, it's quite a drama. So kings are definitely in the air, and uh, I don't know if you noticed, uh, God rest his soul, in Brazil, Pele, the king of football, passed away. At the same time, Argentina <laughs> were announcing a new king, King Messi, had arrived. Oh my gosh, that was the most exciting hour of my life. Just about watching the World Cup final, it was fantastic. I hope you enjoyed other things over Christmas and New Year. And uh, anyway, so, so the, the kings are in the air. And Dunfermline is, is a town of kings. Seven kings are buried here. Apparently, did you know that? Did you know that Charles I was born in Dunfermline? Who knew? Did you know? No, thank you. <laughs> Others do. Um, so, his first formal visit, Charles III's first formal visit, was to Dunfermline. Many people may know that. And as I say, he's been uh, coronation in May. Very exciting. So, Dunfermline's a Kingstown, but this message. I'm going to give you is a challenge. I'm going to ask you to consider making 2023 the year of the king. That was it. Okay, right, I'll finish now. <laughs> Can you put the first slide? There you go, year of the king. And I'll tell you why, as well as the stuff that's going on in the media about kings, and you're going to hear a lot about that, obviously, it's going to be uh, followed through, that this, this message actually took 50 years in the making, 50 years to present this. So it's, 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 it started when I think I was seven years old, in Christmas Eve, I think my dad was teaching me to play the recorder, and he was singing, as was his wont, God rest you merry gentlemen, and the nativity scene that we have, we brought out each year three camels with chains, and one chain was always broken for 10 years. We brought it out, we never fixed it, I don't know why. I, I was a young boy, and in uh, looking back, probably one of the most beautiful moments that any family wants to have. It's Christmas Eve, I'm with my dad. I'm just in oh, excitement. And this question dropped into my mind. I'm st- I'm, I'm like, did it really, Alan? It did, it must have. I remember it. And I remember talking about it later, but I'd forgotten until last night, I remember it. The question was, how is it that the angels could say, 
Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And I thought, as a six-year-old, seven-year-old, how? Why is Christmas the news that will cause great joy for all people? I just couldn't work it out. Obviously, (laughs) being a six-year-old. Fifty years later, I think God just helped give me an answer that I want to share with you today. And it's all about seeing Jesus as the king and three events that happened to show that he is the king and that by him being king fulfills that hope and that promise and that announcement of the angels that there will be great joy for all people everywhere. So that's where we're going today. Let's look at the first slide. We're going to start um, at Christmas. We've just... Enjoyed Christmas and hope you had a great time. And we talked about this over Christmas. And uh, this message is, is going to be difficult because these events that I'm going to talk about, these three events, are the most extraordinary, incredible, unbelievable, powerful, significant events that actually define time and the universe and all of creation. This is no small promise that the angel made. And the reality of that promise is fulfilled through these three events. The first one is Christmas. Jesus was born as king. The way the Lord's, God's helped me bring revelation is like he's helping me see Jesus as king. And I'm, and I'm praying in 2023 that we're, all, we're just going to see a little bit more who Jesus really is. And as we understand that, we're going to understand in 2023 who who he's wanting us to be. We're going to see more of Jesus, understand that he is the king. And we're going to understand what that means and why he's not like the kings that I just talked about. He's a completely different type of king. So it's going to be hard because it doesn't fit what he did and what he brought when the the, the angels announced this uh, incredible event is, is, is... it's difficult. It's confusing. But look here. Here it is. When the angel spoke to uh, Mary, the, the Lord God will give him the throne of the father of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. This is an announcement about some king, some incredible king. Some. This is just no small king of the nation, king of the football, king of culture. This is a king of kings. This is something remarkable that is happening here. When the wise men rolled up, wise men is significant in the story. Everything is significant in the scriptures. Wise men rolled up and said, who, who is the one that was born king of the Jews? And Herod, I talked about this last time I was here, Herod freaked out because he wanted to be the king. And he was really a false pretend king, but he was wanting to control his uh, political situation and his power. So he asked his, wife, his advisors, and they said, but here it is, it's a promise from Micah, the ancient scriptures of the Jewish people is being fulfilled, where the king of the Jews is born, he's coming from Bethlehem. And he's this sort of king, and it begins to 
open up for us what type of king he is. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, through you, though you're small among the clans of Judah, don't you love the word clans in the Bible? Out of you will come for me, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over all Israel. The ruler, the king is coming. A king is coming. That was the promise of the ancient prophecies of Israel. And here he was. This was Jesus being announced as the fulfillment of that prophecy. He's coming. But it says, goes on to say, one who will be ruler of Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. So he's a king that's coming, and he's a king that was already in the past. Is there any other king like that? He's an ancient king. And he's a future king. He's, he's been and he's coming. What's going on? It's incredible. I told you this is going to be hard. This, is, this does not make sense to us as people in the natural realm, does it? How can this be? He will stand and shepherd the flock, the promise goes on, in the strength of the Lord. He is a shepherd type of king. We're not used to that type of king. We're used to kings and who are top of the heap, who are the best of the best, the rulers, and everybody else supports and feeds them, pays them taxes and stuff. But here was a king who would be a shepherd in the strength of the Lord, in, his, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely. But then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. Here it is again. His kingdom will reach to the end of the earth. His greatness will fulfill all the earth. This is no small announcement. This is no small prophecy. And if Jesus is this king, we need to take notice. We need to, the whole world needs to understand it. And they did eventually start to grasp it because our time is measured from his birth, from this date. Time, if you like, began here. Is that a significant event? It is incredible. And this is the start of the good news, the fulfillment of that promise. That is good news for all people everywhere. The second one, Rana, if you slide that on. The second event is the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When Jesus grew up, of course, it's recorded in the Gospels, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, his, his life and death. Jesus started preaching when he grew up as a man, started his ministry, he started preaching, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come. The kingdom of heaven has come. He is a king with a kingdom. And it came when he started his ministry, when he was born on earth. The people saw the sign Jesus performed, and they, they said, actually, at one point, um, it, 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 it was so incredible that they wanted, these followers wanted to establish that Jesus is king right now by force, but he resisted, interestingly. He didn't call himself a king. He called himself the son of man, interestingly, another prophetic passage from the Bible. But he, he, he encouraged his, his disciples, pray daily this prayer, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. He is a preaching about a kingdom, he's establishing a kingdom, and when John the Baptist said, like we all do sometimes, what's going on? John the Baptist, who saw him as the one who was to come, when he was arrested, got confused, 
some doubt in his mind. And he went, he got his followers to say, who are you? Are you the one or is there another one to come? And Jesus said, look at what happens. The good news is preached to the poor. The, the lepers are healed. The sick are recovered. The good news is coming. So Jesus didn't just preach about the kingdom. He established the kingdom in power and he demonstrated it in power. Jesus, his whole life was about this. But nobody really understood it. Even the disciples and I've got the passage here in Luke. They, they were having an argument about who's the greatest. Do you ever do that in church? <laughs> no. Who's the greatest guitarist, the greatest preacher? Who's best? Who do you like most? Never have th thoughts like that. But they were at it. Who's going to be the best disciple? And Jesus said, look, you just got this all wrong. The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them. And the exercise and those and they, they exercise authority and, and they call themselves benefactors. So he's explaining what we're familiar with as kings. But you are not to be like that. My kingship is not like that. He says, instead, the greatest among you must be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. He is a servant shepherd king. And he's explaining it to them. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you, listen to this, I confer on you a kingdom, just as my father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Wow. Just try and unpack that for a minute. And think that we here today, 2,000 years later, stand in the, the, that line of disciples. Our aspiration is to be followers of Jesus, disciples like him, and the promise is the same. The kingdom is the same. And we are to be, we are invited to be partakers of that kingdom and to be, as Aaron was saying, not just hearers of the, was it Pete Gregg? Hearers of the word, but preachers of the word. That the kingdom is coming through us. And this is, this is the miracle that God's kingdom on earth started with Jesus, but is being established on earth. This kingdom coming is will being done by his people, by you and I, as we become salt and light to the world, as we love the world, as we care for the world, as we serve the world, as we preach to the, the world. His kingdom is being established. God's will on earth being done finally pockets of heaven on earth we see it but it's difficult isn't it because we see pockets of goodness pockets of joy pockets of hope pockets of peace but we're surrounded as well by this darkness this evil the battles the wars the pandemics the sickness the depression and it's oh man this world is a hard place because the kingdom is not fully established yet the work is not complete and there's one more event that is to come the third slide is this one the third event, Jesus is coming back as King of Kings. This is the great hope that what was started is not yet finished. We're in a, in a period between his resurrection, his kingdom coming throughout the earth, and a looking forward to a future hope when Jesus returns and brings heaven 
to earth to reunite and reestablish how God intended in the first place to be that we can see in the book of Genesis that God and man walk together in one place, that heaven and earth are together, that the moment we're separated, there's a great cosmic split between the temporal and the the, uh, eternal, between the physical and and the reality, and that awesome, it's just to create the hope that there is life beyond what we see and feel and touch is our great hope and it's the third event that helps us see how jesus is going to fulfill this promise that there is great joy for all people everywhere revelation 19 he treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of the god almighty on his robe and on his thigh he has his name written king of kings and Lord of Lords. This is no ordinary king that we see in Jesus. This is no ordinary kingdom that he's establishing. It is completely unique. It is the hope of the world, the salvation of all of creation. Just look at the last slide. Three events that establish the basis of everything a Christian can believe, everything that Christianity proclaims. It's like no other religion, I think. I don't know much about other religions, but what I do know about Christianity is it's not just about a way, advice for life. It's not just about how to improve yourself, a good way to live. It's not... just an instruction manual or a set of rules to obey. It's about three events, two of which have happened and one that is about about to come. Who knows when? We don't know. That's what Christianity is based on, three events, the coming of a king, the life and death and resurrection of a king, and the future coming of King Jesus. These three events I would just ask you to look out for, investigate, commit this year to trying to see Jesus as King. And the fruit of this is going to be so significant and so helpful for us. Paul writes in Colossians, an early follower of Jesus. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom understanding the Spirit gives so that you may have a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to the glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Anybody need some of that stuff? Here's where it is in recognizing and understanding and receiving that Jesus is king. He's king and he wants to be king of your life. Not just your personal savior, but Lord of every single area of your life. Every single thing that we can hope for and believe and trust. Our identity, our purpose, and our hope is established and based on these three events. His coming his resurrection, and his future coming. 
That's where we have our hope. That's where we have our purpose. That's where we, our power comes from. Paul goes on to say, being strengthened with great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves in him whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. The salvation of God is a kingdom salvation. When Aaron introduced the door of hope, the Christmas door of hope, the way to enter it is by making sure the hinges on that door are these three events that you believe and trust and receive. Believing that Jesus is the king, believing that he died and rose again, believing that he's coming back. As we understand that more, receive that more, walk in those ways, that door of hope is going to open and we're going to enter into the kingdom of God and we're going to start to establish the kingdom of God and see the kingdom of God come in our lives and the lives of those around us and in Dunfermline. Praise the Lord. I'm nearly ready to play that video. Rana, if you can set that up and just, I'll give you the nod. Just what to finish. What I'm asking, I hope this is clear. I don't know if six-year-old me would have got it. Here's the answer, Alan. Three things are happening. Three events. That's how it's good news to all mankind. Without these three events happening, there is no hope. These three events are the most significant events in your life even more significant than your birth, your physical birth. Am I going mad? Most people would think the most significant thing in your life is your, probably your birth, your death, the stuff that goes in one between. I'm telling you, the most significant event in your life are these. When Jesus came, he established the hope for our identity in him. He offered us the opportunity to be adopted as his son and daughters. We have our identity in Christ as king. We have our power and our hope and our, resi- resurrect- and our, and our, and our purpose because of his life and death and resurrection. Our purpose is to continue his kingdom as best we can until he returns. And we have a hope And these are the most important things in your life. Tim Keller put it like this. He says, those who accept the will of God and the reign of God in their lives and believe in the rule and reign of God, the lordship and accept, uh, is adopting the natural destiny of mankind. This was how it was meant to be. God is meant to be king. Jesus is meant to be king of our lives. And when we don't, he says, it's like we're a fish out of water. And we flip and flap and flounder around. And it's like that, isn't it? Like Aaron was saying, it's overwhelming. Life is overwhelming. But it's because we haven't entered in the full lordship of Christ. The more we enter and ask Jesus to be Lord of our life, the more we enter into the ocean of God's blessing. And we start to become who we're meant to be, the fish that we can breathe and live and hope for. So if you're floundering today, just whatever you're facing, ask Jesus to be Lord.
ask him to become king of your life. And as you allow God and Jesus to be king of your castle, remind yourself to get down, <laughs> you dirty rascal. Because that's the problem. You're trying to be king of your own life. Jesus is the only one who can do it right. Who is Jesus? Who is your king? Let's stand together. I'm going to finish with um, this video of a sermon who somebody preached this far better than I did. They put in music. Here's a little summary. You've seen this before, but it's just awesome. Somebody, and I pray by the end of the year, we get a sense of who Jesus, of uh, who is your king, of who Jesus is. Just have a look at this and enjoy this. Loud as we can. The band back up wins. He's the king of kings and he's the lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. Merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of truth theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges he delivers the captive, he defends the feeble, he blesses the young, he serves the unfortunate, he regards the age, he rewards the diligent, and he purifies the meek. I wonder if you know him, he's a key to knowledge, he's a wellspring of wisdom, he's a doorway of deliverance, he's a pathway of peace, he's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway He's a gateway of Terror couldn't kill him. 
Come on, let's applaud the Lord Jesus Christ. Who is your king? Ask Jesus to be the king of your life. And in 2023, he will rule and reign and he will break through the change in your life. And we're going to just finish with that great song. So thank you, guys. Thank you. God bless you and have a great 2023. Amen.